Welcome to the Confident Dollar Podcast, where we are seeking to bring confidence and organization to your financial life. Welcome back to the Confident Dollar Podcast. Um, excited to have you guys back. Thanks for tuning in. I know it's been a little bit of time um, between getting these recorded. I took some time off during the holidays. My kids were off school and just wanted to take some time off to uh, be with them and, you know, do that refresher ready to start the new year. So uh, we're back recording and have some good topics, I think, lined up for kind of the first part of the year to get us set and ready and moving forward with for a successful 2024 with money. I'm starting today. We're going to talk about mastering your, your money mindset for your financial freedom. So I would assume you've heard money mindset being talked about or thrown around recently as it's definitely been more of a trend when it comes to talking about money than I think previously. You know, it's like you have all the information in the world about what you should do with your money and then, and still not do it. And it's like, okay, why? Like where, where's that coming from? Why is that happening? I have the knowledge. Why can't I actually pull the trigger and get this done and, and get my finances in order? Well, it's because we all have a mindset around money, predisposition, belief system about money and how it affects us and how we relate to it. So it's, become this new thing lately, um, that I've seen a lot more is addressing your money mindset and figuring out how do you relate to money? How do you believe about money? What do you believe about yourself and relationship with money? Um, in order to understand how to actually be more successful with managing your money and, and meet your long-term goals. So again, today on the confident dollar podcast, we are talking about your money mindset, the impact of money mindset on your finances, and how to assess your money mindset. So we're going to get into all of that. So yeah, thank you for joining. And I hope this is helpful for you as we kind of dive into this information. So impact of, of mindset on your money choices. Again, I, if knowledge was the only thing you needed to get this done, more people would be doing it, right? I mean, it's the same thing with eating healthy. Like we know we need to eat healthy. We know it's important. We know it's important for our bodies, for our life, for our longevity, but then when the yummy things in front of us, we want to eat it. And it's kind of like, ah, never mind, forget it for right now. Right. And then those can lead and stack and build habits that are unhealthy. And the same thing comes with money. Like, you know, I'm sitting, if you're listening to this, you know what you probably should be doing at least a little bit with your money. Maybe you don't know every step clearly, but you know, a little bit, but you know, you're not doing what you should be doing because it's hard to break out of the unhealthy cycle into the healthy cycle. Sometimes at first, those first steps are the hardest, but a lot of that is just understanding why you view it that way. Getting past that first step is understanding yourself and, and what you view um, and what you believe. So our relationship with money is complex. It's, it's been influenced by a lot of things. It's influenced by our culture and what we see, what we, what we take in all the time. And when we take in so much information, we take in so much information we don't need, um, what other people are doing, what, how other people are spending, the cars they buy, the houses they buy. Our relationship with money is, is influenced by our beliefs, how we grew up, our experiences. It's shaped our lifestyle and our well-being and our, our view of money and our relationship with money. So um, it's kind of like, let's unwind that. Let's back up a bit and see, how, you know, how are you raised? What did you hear talked about money? And how has that impacted you to this point when it comes to your financial goals? Because saving money isn't just about building wealth. Um, it's about having financial freedom, which means, you know, financial freedom is just like that peace of mind of knowing you are where you should be. Um, 
and whatever those goals mean are, you know, are for you. And that's going to look different for everybody. Um, you know, having like security or just having just endless opportunities and things that you've been striving for. So Forbes actually noted that early experiences with money, such as just witnessing an argument about money can, can trigger emotions or anxiety or resentment that you actually carry out through your life. So if you witnessed your parents arguing about money, or maybe it was a lot of like, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. We can't afford that. Or and maybe you did grow up with not much money and, or with a single mom who worked multiple jobs just to be able to afford to make ends meet. Those are things you carry throughout your life. And that's shaped how you view money. So it's really important to understand how you personally view money. And if you're married, it's especially also important to understand how your spouse views money because if you, money is a team effort and if you don't understand each other and what you're, what you're playing with, basically you're going to have a whole lot harder time reaching those goals. So you need to understand yourself, take some time to understand yourself and, you know, help understand your spouse and, and what they believe as well, how they were raised, what their thoughts are. So let's dive into a little bit of your mindset, understanding your money mindset. And I would say there's a kind of some, some questions or, or phrases I'm just going to pose to you of like for you to think on and see how this, you know, what, what you think about these specific things. So what do you think you can and cannot do with your money? Okay. Think on that. How much money do you think you deserve? A lot, a little kind of answer that question. How do you believe you should manage your money? Are you, you know, we've heard this, are you, I'm a saver, I'm a spend, or you, some people are just super like they're givers. They love to share. What defines you? What would you say you are? Are you a saver? Or are you a spender? I've seen a lot of marriages and I feel like it's like you have the clean one and you have the not clean one. I feel like a lot of times that isn't marriage. It's like you have the saver, you have the spender. One of you is probably one and your spouse is probably the other. Um, so which one, which one are you? And, and being none of these, uh, or being one specific one of these is not better than the other. They, I would actually say all have their positives and negatives. Um, cause you're going to really tilt one way or the other and the other way makes you uncomfortable, but understanding where you land there is an important um, thing to know. Um, how do you believe you should manage your debt? Uh, your, what is your ability to grow your wealth? Do you think you have that ability? Do you think you deserve it? Do you think you can do it? And what is your overall financial confidence when it comes to your, you managing your money? So they're kind of good places to start and think through when it comes to kind of trying to understand yourself and your money mindset. The other thing I would say, kind of the two tied groups of people, and this isn't just with money, this is outside of money as well, is there's two different mindsets that you can have in life, right? And I, you've probably heard it, so this is not gonna be a surprise, but you're gonna have a scarcity mindset mentality or you're going to have a abundance mentality. So again, which one are you, which one do you lean towards? And maybe specifically this is different depending on what subject you're talking about. So when it comes to money, which one do you specifically lean toward? And again, neither of the, I mean, I would say scarcity is going to obviously trend more negative most of the time, but it doesn't mean that abundance doesn't have a few drawbacks you need to be careful of as well. So there are again, some positives to both and negatives or a lot of positives to both Sorry, positives to the abundance mindset specifically. There are still some positives to scarcity mindset too. It doesn't necessarily mean it's completely all negative. So that's something to be aware of. I'm, if you're one or the other, it doesn't mean everything's bad. If you're, you know, you're so negative, if you're a scarcity mindset, but you, you're going to struggle thinking through some, some things when it comes to money. So you need to, you need to understand where do you fit when it comes to abundance or scarcity? So scarcity being like you money is lacking it. You, you believe in hindered growth. You're going to have, you don't think you deserve things. You're gonna have a hard time getting things and you just don't think there's that much money. 
Like there's just not that much money out there. There's never enough money. You don't have enough money. It's too hard to make money. There's not that much possibilities of making money. You're just scarcity, right? Like you just don't think there's that much options for making money or you don't feel like you have enough money. And worry abundance mindset is you believe there's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of resources. There's a lot of money that's circulating and you can get that money because there's a lot of opportunities to get that money. So you have this abundance mindset when it comes to money. And this is something that you can have, like if you own a business as well and you're trying to get clients, right? There's there's not a lot of clients and there's too much competition or there's a lot of people to go around and we can all have our share because we all attract something different. So this carries over to different parts of our life, but you need to understand how you view it when it comes to money um, in your mind. And, and, and knowing this about yourself and knowing where you fall in these categories will help you understand how it's impacting your decision-making when it comes to money or when it comes to job opportunities, when it comes to making money, a negative mindset around money is going to lead to unhealthy habits and cycles of debts and debt and just affecting your overall well-being, anxiety, stress around money, right? Because you have this negative mindset all the time. It's, it's never good. It's always bad. And sometimes that's even like, because you think money's bad because you think you shouldn't have that much money, that money is the root of all evil, that money is bad, which is not necessarily true. Money is not good. Money is not bad. Money is neutral. You can do bad things with money and money and the love of money will absolutely affect your life. But money is actually a neutral tool. So I just want to make that point too, because I do think there's people that are stuck in a cycle of money that they feel like it's negative about money because they've kind of grown up in this way of thinking that money is actually bad and too much money is bad. And that's not true. Um, that is not true. Money is neutral. You can do good things with money and you can do great things with a lot of money and you can do bad things with a lot of money, but money in and of itself is not bad. So see how that negative mindset could really affect you. If that's what you believe and that's what you thought you'd actually be self-limiting because you don't even want to get to a point where you have a lot of money because you think it's bad and it's going to corrupt you and it's going to corrupt your kids and it's going to corrupt everyone around you. So do you have a negative mindset about money? Or do you have a positive mindset about money? Does your, do you have a, a positive mindset that thinks you can learn from your mistakes, that you can change how you view money, that you see potential growth opportunities and you're aware of the opportunities that come with money and being financially sound. So do you have that positive outlook about money? So we've gone through a few so far. Go through those questions. Are you scarcity? Are you abundance mindset? Are you positive? Or are you negative when it comes to money? Again, again, if you overly trend all positive, you're going to also have some issues you have to work through too. So does it doesn't mean you're the better person in this. If you're listening to this, you're better off. You're going to be better off in certain areas, but you're going to have some things you also have to work through. Just like if you're scarcity and negative, there are things that you are actually probably really good at. And I'm going to assume it's going to be saving that you're a good saver, but you are going to have to work through some things to get, you know, come back towards that middle a little bit. So here's a few more good questions to ask about money. Okay. So we're working through where you land and some are, you're going to be on the spectrum somewhere, one or the other. You might not be, you know, all the way this way or all the way that way. So here's some questions to ask yourself. What influences your belief about money the most? Is it your upbringing? Is it your friends you currently hang out with? Is it your belief structure? Is it, you know, what, what, influences your belief about money the most. I'm sure you've heard, and I don't, I'm not gonna be able to quote the exact, exact statistics on this, but the people we hang around, uh, are very important in this 
aspect, really life in general, but also when it comes to how you, how you, and again, I don't know the exact numbers, but I remember seeing that there's like these crazy things about if you hang out with high performers, you perform, you know, maybe 15% better than you would have. And if you hang out with low performers, you perform like 30% lower than you would have. And again, don't quote me on those exact percentages, but basically showing the power the study showing the power of who you surround yourself with and how it impacts your life. So is that impacting your money beliefs too? Um, how do you feel about spending money? Um, do you like get anxiety over spending money? Are you super relaxed about spending money? Um, is every time you have to make a purchase, you're like, like this grips your heart a little bit, um, or, or not, or you don't feel that. Um, do you feel like money boosts your self-esteem? or causes feelings of insecurity? You know, does it make you excited or does it, do they make you anxious? Do you have a history of making good financial decisions? Or if not, why do you think? Do you make a lot of mistakes financially? When it comes to addressing money, do you hesitate to address money? You don't really want to think about it. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to deal or, you know, you, you're happy to talk about it. You know, like, let's say you loaned someone money. Okay. Would you, would you keep the friendship over demanding like a repayment? Or if you, are you someone who's like, I don't care. They don't pay me. They're not my friend ever again. So, you know, how do you, how, how would that situation, are you someone who's prone to impulse buying instant, you know, retail therapy, emotional spending? And like, do you buy something? Cause it's just on sale, but you didn't need it at all. Um, if you came across that, how would you react? Okay. So some questions I want you to think through and answer when it comes to, you know, what do you think about money? Okay hopefully kind of trying to think through some of these things. You're starting to see the trends of where you fall and what you believe about money. So these are like going to how you view this, how you view money in these, in this, these capacities are going to really shape a lot of your, um, money decisions. And it's going to, in one way or the other, cause some barriers when it comes to saving money. Okay. So we're like over savers, we're over spenders, we're under saving, we're somewhere right in those realms. And there's psychological traits that are really going to possibly hold you back that are going to come from your money mindset. So they, they stem from your money mindset. Your money mindset is setting the foundation basically for these traits that you might have one or all or a few of these things that you struggle with. Okay. So as I talk through these, I want you to kind of like star the ones you're like, yeah, that's, that's hard for me. Okay. First one, instant gratification. Are you someone that struggles with instant gratification? Like I decided I want that and I'm going to buy it now. Like I like that top and I'm immediately ordering it or, you know, whatever it might be. Right. Are you someone that's like, it's instant gratification or nothing. You go into the month, not even knowing what you're going to spend your money on. Cause it really depends on what you come across. Okay. That is one. Next one, FOMO. Do you struggle with FOMO? You did set goals for saving. You do know what you want to do, but, and you're not necessarily instant gratification, but like all your friends are going out and, or all your friends are going on a trip and you really want to join. It is not in your budget and you can't afford it, but you're not going to miss out on it because everyone's going. FOMO. Does that one affect you? The next one I would say, I don't, it's affects most people is lifestyle inflation. And this is mixed between two different things. So lifestyle inflation is where you, as you make more money, you spend more money. And so you never really actually get to be in a better place. You're still paycheck to paycheck. 
even though you make a ton of money. And that is actually really common. There are very wealthy people who make a lot of money every year who are still paycheck to paycheck because they have not addressed lifestyle inflation. And there's kind of two sides to this. There's an element of lifestyle inflation that's going to be necessary, right? Like if you have extreme money goals and you've experienced having to be extreme saver and you're on a very strict budget, you're going to inflate your lifestyle because you need to inflate your lifestyle as you make more money once you reach certain goals, because that type of lifestyle wasn't like, it's not, it's not realistic long-term, right? Like, so that is, that's okay. Like you can't say an unrealistic budget. You can scrap and save and get down there when you're in the serious, like grind of it. But when you come out of it and you, you know, specifically people who are getting out of debt, right? You go scrap, save super tight budget to get yourself out of debt. And once you come out of debt and you are a little bit better at spending your money, you're going to increase maybe how much you eat out or, or you, you might, add some things. As long as you don't go crazy and go back into debt, you need to increase your lifestyle a little bit. That's totally fine. But the other one is you don't even know really what you spend. And just as you make more money, it's like, cool. Well, what, cause I want this lifestyle. So I'm going to keep adding this. And you, so that can really affect a lot of people because you make more money and you don't actually get anywhere. You don't, you don't have anything to show for the fact that you make more money because your lifestyle is inflated so much, mostly because you just care about how it looks to the outside. So that's going to be an issue. And then procrastination. Last one to talk about would just be procrastination. Are you someone that just is like, I don't, I don't know. I'll do it later. I'm not ready to start yet. I don't want to start yet. You just put it off. You don't want to deal with it it's too much to think about. So you just procrastinate to a later time, which one of those or which ones of those do you feel like you struggle with more than the other? And then it's like figuring out, okay, how do you break free from those? How do you, what are ways that like, okay, you know, you struggle with these things, but how do you get out of that? Okay. If I know I'm scarcity mindset who loves to save and spending makes me nervous. So how do I, how do I adjust my mindset to like, you know, change how I view money, right? It's going to be a few things you're going to have to do. It's not an overnight chain, but it's just knowing that about yourself. So you can, you can frame the decision through that lens of, am I just being, you know, here's the decision I'm trying to make about a job. Am I just thinking I can't do this because I'm just limited beliefs about myself or like, or am I being realistic because this is not what I'm cut out to do? I don't want to do it. Right. So it's just being able to run those decisions through that lens of understanding where you're starting from. So I would say there's a few tips for just like, especially those last few things we just talked about that stem from your money mindset. How do you kind of break through some of those? So one, you're going to say gratification. If that's you, you need to figure out how to like tie your hands up, sit on your hands, basically like the kid in school. Cause who keeps hitting and delay your gratification. Like, okay. You want something and you know, you want something, but you've set a rule for yourself that you were going to wait two weeks. Man, that sounds like a really long time for some of you. I'm going to wait two weeks to not buy that. And I'm talking like not a car. Okay. I'm talking like something small. I don't know. Piece of clothing you want or something, pair of shoes. I'm going to wait a couple weeks and I'm going to sit on it. And I'll make sure I really want them. And maybe you're going to wait longer. You're actually going to save for it first. You're going to practice saying no to yourself, even with small things and build in the discipline of delaying the gratification. That is a discipline and disciplines take like practicing the muscle. You're not just going to be good at it. It's not just going to like flip overnight. You are going to have to practice it and build that in, build in that discipline. Okay. So if you are someone that struggles with instant gratification, I want you to focus on that. And you are going to set rules around. I don't get to buy it because I just saw it and now I want it. I'm going to walk out of the store 
Like I'm walking out of the store. I am not buying this. And if tomorrow, I feel like this is a clothing thing, right? Like tomorrow I'm like, no, I did actually really want that. Then you can go back in the next couple of days and get it, but don't buy it on impulse. Wait with everything and practice. You don't have to stay that way forever. You'll start to learn what you can buy on impulse and what you can wait for, right? You'll, you'll be able to start to decipher. But I think when you struggle with that, you're going to have to go a little hardcore and go all in on delaying it to practice that muscle. And the next thing I want you to do is I want you to start smart savings goals. So you need to have good goals that you are going to try to reach. And these goals need to be like achievable and, and break them up into smaller goals. Like don't set, so that's where they're, they're attainable, realistic, you know, a part of that acronym, but even maybe shift it down a little bit smaller. Like I want you to start a little bit smaller in reaching those goals. Okay. And set really clear goals for yourself. You're, and then you're going to need to create a budget. That's just reality. Okay. I know I'm sorry. And no one wants to hear like you, everyone wants a way around that. You're not going to get away around that. You need to know your cash flow. You absolutely need to know your cash flow of what's coming in and what's going out. Cause if you don't know your cash flow, you'll never hit your goals. You won't cause you don't even know what you're working with and you don't even know where it's going. So you have to work on your cash flow. Absolutely. And then another just small change you can make is just automate your savings and pay yourself first. So here's like, if you know now what your mindset is and you know, the things you struggle with, pick a couple things, small things that you can work on to help push through some of those mindset issues you have that make you just a little bit uncomfortable and just grow you a little bit and then do it again in a few months, push yourself a little bit more for a little bit more uncomfortable and do it again and do it again and do it again until you shift some of those mindset things that are holding you back from getting to where you want to be. I hope that's helpful. I know there's a lot of it's a lot of like feelings, a lot of thinking about yourself, which can, some people don't, aren't comfortable doing. It's just, it's new. But if it is helpful, I would love to hear how you were able to kind of like understand yourself more and, and make better goals. Now you, how you, you know, now that you know yourself better. So, you know, I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear how you implemented some of this into your daily life, um, and challenge yourself in certain ways. And always remember that if it's something like a lot of this is stuff that's helpful to have accountability with and someone to talk things through. And that is all part of how I work with my clients. Like it is important to understand this part of yourself. And again, your spouse, if you're working with someone else with your money, because it is going to helping break down some of these barriers is going to empower you and take you to new levels that you just didn't think you'd get to because you were stuck in that mindset. So again, hope it was helpful. And I look forward to hearing how you're able to implement it. And I hope you all have a good day and, um, we'll see you at the next, uh, confident dollar podcast episode. Lauren Gage is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL financial member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into, into directly. 
There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal.